Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm good, Mike. Doing well, thanks. You know, we've covered a lot uh, about uh, controversies in, in cancer screening and particularly colorectal cancer screening. This type of cancer is, is uh, a common occurrence. It also is a common cause of death. Patients diagnosed at a localized uh, stage of colon cancer, we know have a much higher survival rate compared to patients diagnosed with metastatic spread. There are several tests uh, for colorectal uh, screening. There's stool-based testing to detect either hemoglobin uh, in blood that may be coming from a lesion or DNA alterations. There's direct visualization with endoscopy, either a scope that allows uh, the uh, colonoscopist to do a biopsy and a lesion removal at the time of the test, or a camera that visualizes the lesions as it sort of passes on its way south. And then, of course, there are radiologic studies. So the question is, when should we start screening for colorectal cancer and how should it be done? You've got a guidance statement from the American College of Physicians. It was published as the guidance statements from the ACP often are in the Annals of Internal Medicine 2023. It starts on page 1092, probably worth a good read. But Mark, uh, the, the question that the guidance attempts to answer is, when should we start screening for colorectal cancer and what's the preferred uh, method? Yeah, so this guidance is kind of a guideline of guidelines. And so the ACP focused on how to best avoid premature death due to colorectal cancer as their main outcome. And no screening test for colorectal cancer has been shown to reduce all cause mortality. So they were looking at disease-specific mortality. So these guidelines are a review of existing guidelines, and they include the updated USPSTF guideline that now recommends screening adults age 45 to 49 uh, as a B recommendation. All the guidelines except one were from North America. All were less than five years old. The committee reported no conflicts of interest uh, that were financial, and they even recused folks who appeared to have what they describe as an intellectual conflict of interest. They considered benefits, risks, and costs. Now, interestingly, some groups like the USPSDF do not consider cost in their recommendation. I'm not sure I completely agree with that, but you know, there, there are arguments to be made on both sides. The guideline continues to suggest beginning screening at age 50 and stopping at 75 or stopping even earlier if patients have a life expectancy of 10 years or less, given how long it takes a polyp to become an invasive cancer. They suggest not screening asymptomatic average risk subjects who are 45 to 49. So that's where they differ with the USPSTF. Uh, With regards to specific tests, they recommend fecal immunochemical testing or a high-sensitivity guaiac test every two years, colonoscopy every 10, or a flexig every 10 plus fit every two years. Now, they specifically recommend against 
um, things like Cologuard, the stool DNA test, CT colonography, capsule endoscopy, or any blood tests. And so the USPSTF, some differences, they are broader in terms of the tests they endorse, including uh, the stool DNA test. But if you really consider cost, fit testing is nearly as good and over time probably just as good and costs a lot less money and leads to fewer uh, follow-up colonoscopies. So bottom line, this updated guidance from the ACP has two new recommendations. One is to not screen, or if you do consider screening someone who's 45, have a good conversation with them about the potential benefits and harms. The other recommendation is against screening using stool DNA, against using CT colonography or capsule endoscopy or blood tests for colorectal cancer. It is fairly strong in terms of wording about things that we should not be using. I'm sure that there are constituents that would strongly object to this, but at least I had uh, strong hopes that uh, computer uh, tomography would be something that would be very useful, and I guess it's not ready for prime time. Yeah, a lot of times those folks will need an optical colonoscopy anyway, and um, then you have to factor in radiation exposure and and things like that. So yeah, Um, if you look around the world, every other Almost every other country uses FIT every two years as their primary strategy. Uh, there are a few countries like Germany, where I am now, and, and Austria, where they also have an option of colonoscopy, but uh, I believe it's a single colonoscopy at age 55 and not a regular colonoscopy. And then finally, just the last thing, this the Nordic trial did find some benefits to reducing incidence and mortality for colorectal cancer, but not as much as we thought. So I think we're going to have to kind of rethink that a little bit and some of the modeling assumptions uh, that underpin the USPSTF recommendations, they may be overly optimistic. So Mm. um, stay tuned for more information. Also, listeners who are are geographically dispersed may have different experiences, but at least um, on the West Coast uh, where I practice and work, it's really hard to get uh, colonoscopy. The waits are long. They're moving more and more away from having gastroenterologists do these to having mid-level providers who are trained to do them. And e- even then, the, the wait uh, is pretty significant, like six months. So. Yeah. yeah, there are some trials comparing FIT with colonoscopy first strategies that are ongoing, but we won't have results for a few years. But I think that'll be really important when that comes out. Thanks, Mark. Talk with you uh, next week. Sounds good. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. Thank you.